This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 5 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Well, it happened again last Saturday. The Mountain West takes down another Power 5 opponent. This time it was San Jose State going on the road and winning at Arkansas. The Spartans' first ever win over an SEC opponent. The Mountain West now has eight wins over Power 5 opponents in non-conference play here in 2019. That's the most of any conference in the country. The Big 12 and the SEC next up, each with six. With that San Jose State win over Arkansas, the Mountain West has now won two games against the SEC this season and four games against the Pac-12 plus wins over the ACC and the Big Ten. A fantastic non-conference run for the Mountain West here in 2019. Boise State now 4-0 after the Broncos home win over Air Force last Friday night. They've climbed to number 15 in the coaches poll and 16th in the AP poll with UCF's loss at Pitt. The Broncos now the highest ranked group of five program in the nation. Utah State and Hawaii each receiving votes in the coaches poll this week. Coming up on this week's show, we'll relive that San Jose State win at Arkansas in an extended conversation with Spartans head coach Brent Brennan and catch up on the progress of the buildup of that program in his third season on the job. But up next, we look back at all the week four action, of course, highlighted by that big San Jose State win when we return here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is 
at the peak. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping week four around the Mountain West. Make it 4-0 and for Boise State. They win at home against Air Force last Friday night as true freshman quarterback Hank Bachmeyer continues to impress. Bachmeyer going down the field. He's got a touchdown. And the Broncos take the lead. He threw a strike to John Bates for the score. 28 yards on the pass play. And the Broncos are ahead now, 16 to 13. Bob Beeler with the call from Learfield IMG College. Broncos would never relinquish that lead. They win it 30 to 19. Game of the weekend, San Jose State at Arkansas on Saturday night. Spartans have never won against the SEC. Tied at 24 inside 90 seconds to play. San Jose State ball at the Arkansas 19 on first down. Love from the right side hash. Gives the handoff out to Packer. Packer through a hole. Bust free into the end zone. Touchdown, San Jose State. And DeJean Packer makes the statement play in this fourth quarter late with 1.13 to play. The Spartans are back on top. Justin Allegri from Learfield IMG College. Razorbacks get the ball back, and then they give it back. Here's Starkle to throw. Drops back, holding up, has some time. Deep ball down the middle of the field. Underthrown, and it is intercepted. San Jose State has it, their fifth interception of the game. And at the 30-yard line with 104 remaining, San Jose State will take over again. That was it, 31-24, the final. Much more on that San Jose State win coming up with Spartans head coach Brent Brennan. Utah State opens conference play with an impressive 23-17 road win at San Diego State. The Aggie defense would give Utah State a first-quarter lead, and they'd never look back. Third and five. Agnew has pressure, throws the middle of the field, tipped up, intercepted, intercepted by Utah State to the 40, 35-30, here we go, 25-20, and that is a Utah State touchdown, Shaq Bond taking it to the house here in San Diego. Scott Gerrard on 1280 the zone in SLC. Jordan Love throws for 293 yards in the win. Speaking of pick sixes, it was Hawaii's defense that would get the scoring going and a comfortable win over Central Arkansas. And now looking to throw and they throw the out. It's intercepted. Hawaii off the deflection coming the other way heading to the end zone. Will they get their touchdown? Hawaii. That is Kai Kaneshiro, his second pick of the year, and this one goes to the house. Bobby Curran on ESPN 1420 in Honolulu. Cole McDonald, four touchdown passes and a 35-16 Rainbow Warrior win. New Mexico with an offensive explosion in the Rio Grande rivalry against New Mexico State. Throw left side, caught. Oh, he made a man miss. He's loose to the 40, down to the 30. It's CP3 to the house. First career touchdown for Cedric Patterson. 62 yards. Robert Portnoy on KKOB. Tavaka Tuioti, three touchdown passes. Lobos hang on to win 55-52. Christian Solano getting the start for Nevada at quarterback and impressing on the road at UTEP. Solano's back, faces a big blitz. Throwing it up, left side, end zone. Cooks up and has it again. Touchdown, Cookie. Touchdown, Nevada. 
The pack takes the lead. John Ramey from Learfield IMG College. Wolfpack now 3-1 as they win 37-21. And finally from week four, Fresno State breaks into the win column as Josh Hokett puts it away in the fourth quarter against Sacramento State. Reyna takes the snap, hands to Hokett, lowers the shoulder, breaks through a wall to the five, driving for the goal line, and he's in again. Let what them. a run by Hokett. Paul Leffler, Learfield IMG College, 34-20 Bulldogs now 1-2. San Jose State head coach Coach Brent Brennan is next after these words from your local station. This is Jeff Tedford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. San Jose State now 2-1 on the year. The Spartans just winning in SEC territory for the first time in program history, knocking off Arkansas 31-24 last Saturday night. Quick turnaround. It's on the road at Air Force this Friday night. Joining us right now in his third season as the head coach at San Jose State, it is Brent Brennan. Coach, welcome back to the show. Congratulations on a big win. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be on the show with you today. Coach, from the opening drive, Josh Love to Bailey Gaither, 50 yards. Keys a seven-play touchdown drive to the Bobby Brown interception to seal the game. It was just 60 minutes of good football at Arkansas. As I watched it, I thought, there's nothing fluky about this. San Jose State has been the better team tonight. Was that particular aspect of the win satisfying for you? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, as we're trying to build a program and trying to play good football all the time, you know, a year ago we had lots of games in the fourth quarter that we didn't finish where we had played well enough to win but didn't finish the game. And so uh, doing that, you know, kind of in that venue, that crowd, it was just a really, really amazing moment for our team. There's a fantastic video retrospective of that game that was tweeted out by the San Jose State Athletics Twitter account. The production value on that thing is just amazing. And Coach, I've watched it twice. It's impossible to watch it and just not get chills. There was a moment in the video, victory formation, the clock is ticking to zeros. You're walking, but more appropriately, you're floating out onto the field for post-game handshakes. You clench both of your fists, turn to look back at your team for a moment. Coach, what was the emotion you were feeling at that moment? What was going through your head? Oh, I was just so excited. Just I, I wanted to look back and see the kind of reaction from our team when it went zeros. And, uh, you know, I screamed something. I don't know what it was, but uh, I was just so excited for everybody. Um, that, that we had that we had gone there and, and played good football and won the game. It's just a it was an awesome moment seeing our players and just that euphoria across the board. A lot of performances to celebrate here. Conventional wisdom says an SEC opponent is going to out physical a team from the Mountain West. Yeah, well, Josh Love dropped back fifty times. He was sacked once. What did you see from your offensive line against Arkansas? Oh shoot, I thought they did a fantastic job. You know, um, those kids have worked really hard. We've got some good leadership in that group from a couple seniors, and uh, we were so I was so proud of them. Joe Bernardi, our O line coach, does a great job with them, and uh, it, it was a big step for them because a year ago, there was, that was one of our issues was you know protecting Josh and and running the football, and uh, we found a way to do a little bit of both the other night. So uh, I was super proud of our, our O line. I thought they played great, led by Troy Kowalski, but it's a good group of guys, um, you know. We're still a little bit young in that group, but uh, you know 
the group that's playing for us has really come together, and it's been fun to see him do it. Skill position players all over the place were so good. And again, I know Josh Love is getting a lot of love. He's the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week. But let's talk about Trey Walker. 12 catches, 161 yards. He had two big first down catches on that game-winning drive. He was moving the chains all night long. He was. Trey, you know, Trey's been a good player here since he arrived a couple years ago, came in with us in our first year. And it's been fun to see him battle through the ups and downs and the learning process, you know, going from a young player to now being in his third year. And it was great to see him make those plays. Uh, he's a tough guy to cover. He's, he's got a really good ability to play the football. And uh, obviously, you know, his change of direction is, is fun to watch too. So it was awesome. It was great. He had a big night on a big stage, which is really kind of what you want your good players to do, right? Absolutely. Let's talk now about Josh Love. How did you evaluate his performance throwing for 402 yards and two touchdowns? Well, the tricky thing about playing quarterback is um, you don't ever do it all right. And, uh, and Josh did so many good things in that game, but there's still some stuff he'd like to have back. And there's still some stuff that he'd like to do better, which makes him, you know, exactly who you want leading your football team. Um, I've talked about it a lot, but just, you know, his process of development here has been, you know, really, you know, hard and challenging and he's fought through it all. And he's just made these huge, huge jumps each season in his development and his process and his understanding. And he's playing great football and we're just really proud of him. And uh, we're really glad that he's here with us. Yeah, what are some of the specifics you've seen there of of Josh this this entire season, spring ball to camp to the first month, to show you that he is really taking control of this Spartan offense? You know, it's interesting. I, I was uh, at a, my daughter's soccer game with David Shaw, and I talked to him about what does he do with his senior quarterbacks when they are, uh, you know, when they've been playing for him a long time, and he talked about. Andrew and he talked about um, uh, Kevin Hogan, those guys that have played for him for a long time. And he said, going into their senior year, I talk to them in the off season. I tell them they have to take every off season, every workout, every throwing session, every spring practice, and treat it like a game and be that demanding of the guys that you're playing with and be that demanding of yourself. I thought that was a great idea, you know. And so I, I took that to Josh, and he was all over it, and he just loved it. And so that's kind of how he approached it from you know January 24th when the team came back. And uh, I had that conversation with him. So it's been fun to see him, you know, I think him putting that kind of, you know, detail and intention into his work every day has allowed him to progress rapidly, right? It's, um, you know, every player says, oh, I watch film or, oh, I work hard. You know, some of them don't really even know what that is. Some of them don't know exactly how to watch film. They're just staring at the screen without learning anything. But Josh has made this incredible jump that way. Um, He's just a football junkie. He's always trying to learn. Wants to. He wants to be great, and it's just it's really exciting to see him progress. I think Brian Gunderson, our quarterback coach, has done a great job with him. And then also having Kevin McGiven here, offense coordinator, who's also a quarterback guy. There's a great balance between those two in in, in helping Josh develop. Let's talk about your defense a little bit. Five interceptions of uh, Nick Starkle and the Razorbacks. Bobby Brown had two of those picks, one right at the end of the half, one to clinch the game there in the fourth quarter. What was going on with the secondary? You guys were so successful in taking the football away. Well, I think, you know, a big part of that that often gets overlooked is the, you know, the pressure and the collapsing of the pocket that was being done by our defensive line and our linebackers. Um, I thought Coach Odom called a great game and did a nice job of mixing things up and giving them some different looks. And uh, 
our defensive line pushed the pocket really well. And so um, a couple of those balls got floated or got, you know, thrown off timing. Um, and, and we were able to finish on the other end, which is, again, a huge jump. And it's, it, that part of it's really exciting to me because that is something that our defensive backs do every day with their coaches is catch deep balls. You know, they, they catch every throw on the field. And we do that during during practice every day. It's kind of their part of their warm-up. So they work every part of their transition from coverage, whatever coverage from playing, to chasing a ball, playing it at the highest point. And that showed up. So it was it was so fantastic. Ethan Aguayo, who's a great player for us, also a senior linebacker. He had an interception also. So they didn't all fall on the back end. But you know, lots of times you see defenders drop those opportunities. But our guys made the most of them, and it obviously really impacted the game. Much more with San Jose State head coach Brent Brennan after this on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Continuing our conversation with San Jose State head coach Brent Brennan here on This Week in the Mountain West. The Spartans coming off a huge 31-24 win on the road at Arkansas last Saturday night. Coach, when you win three games in two years, it's hard to point to successes in your program when this is ultimately a bottom-line win-lose business. But when I talked to you at Media Day back in July, you were really proud of the state of your program. On the outside, we only see the results. But internally, what's been happening with your program that is putting this team in position to succeed? Well, I, I think we have surrounded our young men with really quality people. You know, every every part of our program, the training room, academic support, weight room. Uh, you know, we have a program here called Beyond Football that's been really successful trying to kind of build the whole player. And we've seen huge jumps in our team academically. We've had the highest team GPA in the history of Spartan football. We've had more 3.0 uh, GPAs every semester. Since we've been here, it grows every semester. And so one of my beliefs is that if we take care of the academics, the football will take care of itself. And um, I, I firmly believe that because so many players are struggling academically and scared and freaking out about school. And then that takes away for their, from their ability to focus on football. You know, the stress from that academic situation impacts their ability to perform and compete and train. So, um, trying to get us on a really good foundation or build a really good foundation academically has really helped us. And, uh, and then the other part is that our guys, have, you know, since we've been here, this team has done 5,000 hours, over 5,000 hours of community service. 
that, yeah, that was just last year. And so it's just been, you know, trying to get young men to give of themselves to reach out into this community of San Jose and give back to grammar schools and children's hospitals and just find a way to give of themselves and, and kind of realize that the, the world's a little bit bigger than they are has been a real positive thing for us as well. Certainly has been, and here you have a 2 and one football team. Quick turnaround, though, Coach. Late game in the Southeast, challenging travel. Now a Friday night road game against Air Force on the road. How have you been helping your staff and your players navigate this short week? You know, well, we just, we've just been over-communicating about what the challenges are and, and what everybody wants us to hear. You know, everybody wants us to worry about the altitude or the short week or the triple option, and those are just all – you know, challenges that we have to play through. Those are all things that we have to address and get ready for the game. And so um, I think that's one of those things. If you let it be an excuse, it will be. And if you choose to work through it, then you can find a way to work through it. And we've had a great week of practice so far. Um, you know, it is a short week, which makes it a little hectic for the coaching staff. But uh, we had a great day-to-day practice, and the players are excited to play. And uh, we know we have an incredible challenge with this Air Force team. They are, they are outstanding. Yeah, it's a good Air Force team. It's going to be a heck of a challenge. When you look at keys to having success on the road at Falcon Stadium, what would you say those are? Uh, well, I think, um, you know, it's first and foremost just handling the environment from, you know, the, the fans, the academy, all, all, the, all that comes with that. It's obviously a little bit different fan base than your normal college football experience. Um, the altitude, uh, and then getting ready for guys that you know are going to play extremely hard, are going to be incredibly disciplined, and they execute what they do better than anybody else, right? So, um, you know, I, I think that's the, the challenge for us is get guys in the mindset of doing their job and, and playing as hard as they can, playing with blue line and, and see if, you know, we can't make this thing a good night for us. Coach, last thing, I'm sure you know this, your win over Arkansas, the eighth win this season for the Mountain West Conference over a Power 5 opponent, now two over the SEC with Wyoming and San Jose State. When you look around the rest of the Mountain West and what's happened so far this year, what is standing out to you about this league here in 2019? Well, I think, you know, there's just been some validation of what I've thought for a long time is that this is a heck of a conference. And uh, it's really fun for me to see. I love watching our, uh, you know, what the, the head coaches in this conference, I think, are all really good guys. And I have a t- just tremendous amount of respect for all of them. And so watching their teams go out there and execute on big stages and win big games, it, it, I think it's just exciting. I, I think everybody in the conference knows that week in and week out, it's going to be a battle. And that's what makes it fun. It's an incredibly challenging conference. And so far, I think lots of other people have, I've seen that from us. Well, San Jose State plays their conference opener this Friday night on the road at Air Force, coming off a 31-24 win at Arkansas last week. The Spartans 2-1. Brent Brennan in year number three there at San Jose State. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on a huge victory and continued success this season. Hey, thanks for having me on, Nate. You take care. We'll preview the entire Week 5 schedule around the Mountain West next after these words from your local station. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. 
This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Conference play in full swing here now in week number five with four games in Mountain West play. It all starts Friday night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific time on CBS Sports Network. Brent Brennan's San Jose State Spartans go on the road to Air Force. The Falcons look to bounce back from dropping their conference opener last week to Boise State, while San Jose State trying to win consecutive games for the first time since 2014. Get that yard work done early Saturday and then get ready to go with the first of five games kicking off at 4 p.m. Mountain Time with New Mexico at Liberty in Lynchburg, Virginia, and a game you can stream on ESPN+. Bob Davey has been given a medical clearance. He returns to the sideline to lead the 2-1 Lobos. At 5.30 Mountain, big one in the Mountain Division, Colorado State at Utah State on CBS Sports Network. The Rams have been scoring, averaging 34.5 points per game this season, but they're not stopping anyone, allowing 40.2 points per game defensively. That trend will have to reverse for CSU to have any success against Jordan Love and the Aggies. You can stream Fresno State at 0-4 New Mexico State at 5 p.m. Pacific time on flowfootball.com. A win puts the Bulldogs at 500 going into the conference portion of their schedule. UNLV visits Wyoming at 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific time on ESPNU and the Watch ESPN app. These two teams last met in 2016. They combined to score 135 points in a triple overtime win for the Rebels in Vegas. No team has run for 100 yards in a game yet this season against Wyoming. And finally, Saturday night, 7.30 Pacific time. That's 4.30 local time for those watching in Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors are at Nevada on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. Hawaii just 8-35 on the road since joining the Mountain West back in 20. 12. Jay Norvell saying this week that Carson Strong is healthy and is expected to start at quarterback for the Wolfpack. San Diego State and 15th ranked Boise State both idle this week. And that will do it for the week 5 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host Nate Crackman. Enjoy this weekend's action as conference play is here. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.